1: This is an audio companion to the e-newsletter for November 2, 2006. The National Institutes of Health is seeking input from the scientific community, health professionals, patient advocates, and the general public about innovative and cross-cutting initiatives that will improve and accelerate biomedical research and its effect on the health of the nation. The NIH will use this input in identifying new initiatives for the Roadmap for Medical Research. The Roadmap is intended to be an incubator space for programs that, due to their cross-cutting relevance and or complexity, warrant concerted attention from the NIH as a whole. The deadline to submit a response is November 17, 2006. Healthcare providers have been trying to learn from aviation accidents and, more specifically, from what the airlines have done to prevent them, as recently detailed in an article in the New York Times, In the last five years, several major hospitals have hired professional pilots to train critical care team members how to apply aviation safety principles to their work. Hospitals are interested in learning more about standard cockpit procedures, such as communication protocols, checklists, and crew briefings, as well as applying these concepts in the intensive care unit and emergency department. Though healthcare experts disagree on how to incorporate aviation-based safety measures, few argue about the parallels between the two industries or the value of borrowing the best practices. Like airplane crashes, the majority of adverse events in healthcare are the result of human error, particularly failures in communication, leadership, and decision-making. An article published in the November issue of the Journal of the American Medical Informatics Association highlights the iCritical Care podcasts, explaining how this new technology has helped revolutionize the way members of the multi-professional team access critical care information. In this article, I discuss the success of the podcasts, how to access them, and how the technology works. iCritical Care podcasts feature in-depth interviews with authors from Critical Care Medicine and pediatric critical care medicine and critical connections, as well as prominent members of the critical care community. The Society has emerged as a leader in this new field of communication, and the article provides a model for others while exemplifying the professional quality and value of these interviews. Find a Surviving Sepsis Campaign regional training program near you or learn more about bringing a session to your area. The Society plans to hold a limited number of regional training sessions throughout the United States, based on need and interest. Ideally, attendees would consist of a physician and nurse champion team willing to initiate the program at their hospital, to employ a multi-professional team model, and to participate in a regional support and information network. Sessions planned throughout the United States include Los Angeles on December 1, 2006, Raleigh, North Carolina, December 14, 2006, Tacoma, Washington, December 19, 2006, Albuquerque, New Mexico, January 25, 2007, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, January 31, 2007. Experience the energy of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's 36th Critical Care Congress and stay abreast of new developments, obtain needed tools to help advance your knowledge and further your practice of critical care. Bring the latest critical care knowledge back to your intensive care unit by attending the numerous educational sessions, hands-on workshops, and interactive debates that frame the five days of this unmatched learning experience. Regardless of your professional role in your critical care team, you will find new opportunities to refresh and improve your practice at the Society's premier education event to be held in sunny Orlando, Florida from February 17th through the 21st, 2007. At any given time, approximately 50% of critically ill and injured patients are receiving mechanical ventilation. Despite this frequent use, mortality remains high in patients who require prolonged ventilatory support. Factors for successful intervention depend on duration and mode of ventilatory support, comorbidities, and patient management. How to combat these factors adequately and initiate care remains rooted in controversy. To address these issues, the Society of Critical Care Medicine, in cooperation with the Society of Intensive Care Medicine in Singapore, developed the new Asian Forum, Mechanical Ventilation and Critical Care Response in Epidemics, Advances and Controversies, to be held March 17th and 18th, 2007, in Singapore. Regardless of their age, the majority of intensive care unit patients meet the clinical definition of anemia by their third day in the ICU. When present, anemia may complicate patient management and result in poor outcomes. However, early recognition and intervention may optimize patient care and shorten lengths of stay. The second installment of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's new and innovative clinical focus series, Anemia and the Critically Ill and Injured Patient, will provide a multiprofessional practice-enhancing perspective on cornerstone interventions and current controversies in treating anemia in the critically ill and injured patient. The meeting will be held April 12th and 13th, 2007, in San Antonio, Texas. Expert intensive care providers from multiple disciplines and specialties will stimulate thought-provoking discussions through compelling examinations of the following topics, including anemia and transfusion practice, red blood cell transfusion indications and associated risks, as well as transfusion reductions and alternatives. Both of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's journals, Critical Care Medicine and Pediatric Critical Care Medicine, offer valuable supplements in November. The Critical Care Medicine Supplement on End-of-Life Care in the Critical Care Setting reflects the work and insights of faculty who presented during the Society of Critical Care Medicine's February 2006 conference, Improving the Quality of -of End-of-Life Care in the Intensive Care Unit, Interventions That Work. Authors reviewed decades of observational research in end-of-life care while also exploring the latest advances. As end-of-life care research evolves to include the testing and development of new interventions, this supplement will prove to be a valuable resource documenting the new era of care and initiatives. Conference Chairs Mitchell Levy, MDFCCM, and J. Randall Curtis, MDMPH, served as guest editors for the supplement. The November Pediatric Critical Care Medicine Supplement features guidelines for the treatment of myocarditis in infants and children, and includes proceedings from the 2005 Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Symposium. The supplement expands on the research and presentations delivered during the Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Society consensus meeting on the subject, featuring articles on the epidemiology and pathophysiology of this disease, as well as diagnosis and therapies. For the iCritical Care Podcast, I'm Dr. Richard Savell. Register
0: now for the Society's 36th Critical Care Congress to be held in Orlando, Florida, USA, February 17th through the 21st, 2007. Connect with your colleagues and gain a multi-professional perspective on clinical topics relevant to your daily ICU environment by attending the various cutting-edge sessions, hands-on workshops, informative symposia, and exciting social engagements. Don't miss the largest multi-professional critical care event of the year. Register today by speaking with an SCCM customer service representative at 1-847-827-6888 or by visiting www.sccm.org.